OTG, OTG. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Marlon, aka Hades, and you're listening to the Only True Gamers podcast. Today, I have with me Shaiwan, aka BKNY Forever, and also Up in His Bish. Hey, 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 everybody. And guess what? It's interview day, people. Shaiwan, you want to take this away? Yes, we have a special, special guest today. Um, it's uh, actually something that we've been looking forward to for the past, uh, well, two weeks. And um, he's uh, very much known in the video game industry, in the music industry. Uh, he's the founder of Video Game Orchestra, or VGO, which was founded in 2008. So he's very, very much established. He's a producer, composer, arranger, guitarist. Mr. Shota Nakama, Nakama, welcome. Thank you so much. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And this is super exciting to talk to you guys. Well, two, two weeks in a row. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We've been trying to get this uh, squared away for, for two weeks now. Um, we, we are very grateful uh, to have you on our podcast, we we really, really appreciate you dealing with all of our technical difficulties as well. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the uh, automated clap thing. I can't press a button, so <laughs> I got to do it myself. <laughs> so how's everything going, sir? Pretty good. I was actually, uh, I just finished writing uh, a piece of music, uh, literally like, an hour ago <laughs> so i'm <Nice>. happy <laughs> very nice yeah it's it's cool because like i'm writing for this game called uh, the good life uh i can i can actually see this one because oh, it's nice. publicly publicly known that i'm writing for this and uh, we got an exclusive shaiwan yes sir. already right out yeah, the gates already <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, the game called the good life uh it's uh it's coming out on uh, switch I believe, and okay. I don't know if it's coming out on like any other consoles, but uh, I'm sure there's there are some plans. I'm sure. Very nice. And uh, yeah, like if you look up like on YouTube or something and just type in the Good Life video game or something, then it should show up. And it's about this uh, protagonist Naomi. She, you know, she she used to live in New York, but like she's like on debt and she has to pay back the money. And her boss sends her to like this little town in England. And that's where she has to take photos to repay the money. (laughs) And then like she, she starts getting involved into like this um, whole uh, mystery of the town. And uh, yeah, like that's then like she kind of like solves the mystery. And then like at the same time, she tries to earn money and uh, kind of like get back to New York eventually. Okay. So, so that's a story, but like there, there's some action stuff, and it's a, it's sort of like an action RPG. Okay. And uh, but in a very unique setting, because like you don't really battle with anybody, like you are just paying back the money, and it's a uh, it's it's by the uh, the game creator Swery. Swery is he's Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, Seahiro, and he goes by Swery, and he's from Osaka, Japan, and he's like. He's more famous in the West than in Japan for some reason. Okay. And uh, his game, you might know his games. Like he's he's made like Deadly Premonition. And, yes. One okay. of my yeah. favorites. Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, that's his game. And so this one, this, this new one is coming out from his his newly pr- pretty new, uh, newly established his company in uh, in Osaka called White Owls. And uh, yeah, this is their first game i believe nice yeah very, now, very I, nice i noticed that that game was um I, I was semi-following it i remember the announced trailer was a couple of years ago on yeah if i believe so i mean if you're working on music and it's been a couple of years since mm-hmm. then it's um it's coming along pretty nicely then yeah and uh they, i know like you know the first kickstarter they, they didn't do well because like 
it was like a sort of a learning experience for them because like they didn't prepare enough assets and stuff. But like the second time they did it, it it just went great, like really great. And um, yeah, the development has been really awesome. And the game is, I think the game is coming out this year. Okay. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm writing the theme song and two ending songs. Well. Two two ending songs, <laughs> okay. and uh, yeah, another another song that's gonna be used in the in the game. So okay. primarily, I'm in charge of the vocal songs, and all the other instrumental songs are done by somebody else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I'm writing the the iconic ones, so I'm super happy. And actually, I have to tell you guys this. So like I'm I'm writing this like really Motown, uh, old school kind of like, um, I would say maybe like. 60s almost like 70s uh mainstream pop song with okay. like brass and like wailing vocals and stuff and uh our singer courtney not uh i've worked with her a number of times and she's like just she she did so good and wow. i was just so excited and she lives in la so like we we're just like sending each other files back and forth yeah yeah and uh like one time like this was like three days ago she sent me the files in around like 2 a.m. my time mm-hmm. and I was like oh man like I'm I'm just gonna take a lesson and I just like listened I was already in bed but then like the, her singing was just so incredible that that woke me up and I was like I gotta listen to this through my speakers and then just like <laughs> send her comments and so I got up and then like I was like holy crap like it was just so good and then wow. like I sent I sent a uh, rough bounce to my client and then the client was like they amused by this performance and yeah it's just like it, it, it's nice to work with like live musicians like because mm. like these things can happen yeah and it's right. like a treasure like you all of a sudden you just find a treasure on this island and you're like wow this is just just incredible and it just i had that moment so i, I just had to share it with you guys and is that is that something that you're working on for this game Yes, yes. This oh, is gonna okay. be the the second ending song, that that real ending song. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I like that though. You know, that's, that's like you said. It's like one of those moments, you know, mm-hmm. where something like that um, kind of picks you up. You're like, you know, you pop out of your sleep and you just you're like, ah, all right, I guess I'll check it out. You know, but that's a that's a total different level for you. Yeah, like, you know, it's, uh, like we're we're not on that on the, on the same level <laughs> that you are. So when you pop up, you know, to listen to something like that, that's big time stuff. Yeah, it's uh it's quite exciting and I have another singer I'm working with and the this one is like an opening song and the opening song is like entirely different in in terms of the style and it's going to sound more like uh Oasis. Because, like, you know, the Naomi, the protagonist, is in uh, this, like, very far like, countryside, like, rural rural town in uh, in England. Mm. So, Swery wanted it to sound, like, sort of, like, you know, dated. Well, I should not say dated because Oasis is good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, kind of old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, um, how do you prepare uh, for a game like that where somebody approaches you and says you know i think you'd be a good fit for this game can you you know do do they say like hey can you just send me something so i can see what it's like i want it to be like this or how do you prepare for that yeah so th- i was actually supposed to like this is these songs are like long overdue <laughs> i was supposed to send them like a long ago mm-hmm. but I, it just took time and uh I, it took time for me to come up with like those ideas and uh so first i i would talk with sveri and i i did talk with him a lot with him a lot and we just discussed about the the synopsis of the game mm-hmm. um about the characters and what he wants the songs to be uh expressing and uh and also, like, what scenes they're going to be used and so on and so forth. So, like, he just gave me a bunch of ideas. So, for the opening song, he said exactly what I said. It's a countryside in in, uh, in this British town. And uh, even though the, the time is set to the current time, um, because this is, like, a far from the city kind of place, 
so he wanted he wanted the music to be sort of like old kind of retro mm -hmm. that's why like we went for the 90s british rock feel and uh yeah like the, the entire entire game kind of revolves around money and uh kind of like nice little town and stuff and you just got to see the trailer and you you you'll definitely get it so i i definitely had to study the uh the script as well and mm -hmm. he sent me the almost the entire script and i just like kind of dug into it and you know just waited waited until the uh the inspiration to come and i i knew but i i knew already that like i'm gonna write the band songs not not like orchestral pieces like usual because i usually write orchestral pieces mm -hmm. so uh, i was more or less determined to do okay so i'm gonna do um a rock band singer male singer and also uh, some strings mm -hmm. and i was pretty much determined to do that so it was it was easier this time because like everything was a lot of information was given mm -hmm. and it's harder when you are not given anything and sometimes that happens like sometimes literally like your client would just say like hey just make some something that sounds good and you're like um <laughs> yes but oh, okay. you tell me what <laughs> sounds good for you yeah yeah because like my idea of for example uh sad could mean different yeah, yeah. for him or her and um it might be like you know big sadness or small sadness or like you know it could be different from anybody so um you kind of have to communicate and spend a lot of time communicating in communication and then kind of figure out uh what this person's like actually trying to tell you yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's important yeah. um Shoda, have you ever uh when you've scored games have there ever been points where you've uh, created a game like on, along created the song alongside mm -hmm. of the uh the footage that's just to get question. more feeling of exactly what you hope to convey or what the uh, director hopes to convey from the video game yeah i mean so so there are if you you are lucky if you get the pictures um for for the game right because there there were some gigs like i didn't get to see any then i was just told what the games that the game is like okay and um if the client is nice and if the the stuff is actually like following the schedule then right. they they will show you what the game is and but it, it's tough because it, you are like under nda you can't leak anything right. and so exchanging the files is like kind of you know you have to have mutual trust mm -hmm. or like you have to have some kind of security you can't just go like hey i'm gonna just dropbox you or like we transfer you this you you can't really do that right. so it's like some old school thing where you meet somebody in the park and they drop some pictures in your lap and then yeah. they just get up and walk away. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's easier if you live closer to yeah, the studios yeah. and uh, say like, you know, your client is in uh, LA. Then if you live in LA, obviously you can just go and visit and just check out the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's doable. And that's, that would make things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But, um, when I work with international clients, like I, I got a lot of clients from Japan, Taiwan, China, and some other places besides America. So then like, I can't physically visit them. Yeah. Yeah. And then use your best imagination to kind of come up with something good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that seems like it, it could be extremely tough trying to come up with, with something for, especially something that's scripted. You know, you want to kind of um, get a feeling for the characters. I know you said you read the script, um, but you kind of want to get an idea of what, you know, the, the the characters in the game look like, what, you know, what the settings look like and, you know, how things would match up um, musically to the scenes and things like that. Is that is that another thing that's like really, really challenging for you? when you're when you don't have that specific information yeah it it's always helpful to have more information more more is more you know mm -hmm. more is always better and uh but if you don't have anything then you 
just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then like in that case, you just send a demo first and say, okay. um, "How do you like it?" And if you like it, all right, let's um, you know kind of na please navigate me to where you want to go from here. And uh, that's that's kind of what we would usually talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you're a professional, you should be able to do it. And uh, yeah, but the communication is really the key. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we were having this conversation uh, previously um, about your time with with Tech and Tag Tournament Two, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I know I had I put out the uh, little snippet from our conversation. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if you got a chance to listen to just listen to that back at, at some point, but because mm -hmm. I know we had talked about tech and tag, but um, Shaiwan wasn't included in that conversation for technical reasons. So yes. um, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of go over that a little bit again. Um, mm -hmm. Cause like I said, that Tekken's one of my favorite fighting games um, and Tekken tag two was huge um, when it came out. Uh, mm. what, how many tracks did you do on that, on, on that actual game? Uh, for that one, we didn't do much cause the recording, it, it was like one of the first gigs we got. So mm -hmm. I guess like we didn't have enough trust <laughs> from the company. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, um, we, for that game, we only did one song, but at the same time, right at the same session, we were recording for another game. <laughs> Mm. So they were like, okay, uh, we're going to have you try two games. <laughs> and I'm like, great. That's great. It's the so same company? It's the same company, Bandai Namco, yes. Okay, nice. Yep. So yeah, we did that. And uh, yeah, it was great. And th there are some stories I can't really share um, <laughs> in person, like over drinking, like I would share because like there's some like some stuff that I did that I should never say to my clients. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, like I'll I, share a drink I, with once, you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, like once uh, we go offline, then I can tell you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So, so you know, we'll we'll skip to um, uh, Final Fantasy. Um. Yeah. How did you How did you get involved with that one? Um. It was. It was very random. Um. So. The, the composer of Final Fantasy X and XIII, Masashi Hamauzu, he, um, we, so his band got invited to uh, an anime event, anime convention called uh, Anime Central in Chicago. And uh, I got invited as well. So okay. we just happened to be at the event at the same time. And, um, um, we just bonded, you know, we became good friends and anime central is like super awesome. They, they provide this like certain section in the convention center where the guests can go anytime to like eat and drink. Mm -hmm. And the food was actually good too. Yeah. And so we, we would just spend time all night long and just talking about music and life and everything, like everything we can think about. And, uh, so like we literally like we just we just bonded and um after we parted ways um because the convention is only like three days long and one day i heard back from him he was saying that hey um you, you remember the the gig i was talking to you about or the game i was talking to you about and i was like yeah but like he, he hadn't mentioned about the game at all and he he said he was working on something, <laughs> but like he didn't he didn't mention about what it was, so I didn't know. And yeah. but I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I vaguely remember what you were saying something about what you're working on. And uh, he's like, do you wanna do you wanna work together on this? And I said, sure, why not? And of course, right? Because like he's a friend, so like he would just say, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, okay, uh, when's the next time you're coming to Japan? And I said, um, I can go anytime if you need me to go, because I didn't have anything to do for like for that month or something. So he said, okay, um, then come over and come to this address. And then so I went to the address, and it was Square Enix. 
And nice. Yeah, and I got invited to this meeting, and they were like, okay, so uh, let me tell you this. This is the Final Fantasy 13 3 Lightning Returns, and uh, we want you to do this and this and this. So can you do that? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I, I tried to keep my straight face as much as possible. <laughs> you know? But, you know. The, the I, super excited you know, on the inside, just can't let yeah, it go. Yeah, I'm so excited. The last thing you want to do is be a fanboy right like you have to be pro- you have to act professionally and you don't want to go like oh my god do i get to work on this yeah that's great oh my god thank you so much thank god jesus and you can't yeah. say that in front of clients <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'd be able to hold that in <laughs> yeah because then they'll be like um, uh okay maybe not <laughs> so so I'd be, yeah yeah like, i'd be like holy it. shit what I'm like oh did yeah, you say like, that <laughs> but you know like after i left the meeting i said holy fuck and stuff yeah so so, um, yeah, then I, I, I was, um, I was the orchestrator for the gig mm-hmm. and he, Masashama was sent me, he was sent me the entire sequence and stuff to me. And then like, I would orchestrate the whole thing and, uh, I assembled the musicians and we recorded everything in, in Boston. Okay. And he came over to join some meetings cause he, he's a singer. He, yeah. he used to. Um, major in voice nice. in uh, his conservatory. So we did like a bunch of choir tracks as well and mm. orchestra tracks and like some, oh, what did we do? Like we did some guitar. I think we did some guitar as well and a solo violin recording and uh, all that stuff. So yeah, it was like really, it, it was, it was fantastic to work with him because he's a, he's a, he's somebody I can, you know, I, I can, I admire, like, I, I super respect him. And because he's like, he's such a composer, like a real composer figure. Yeah. Um, Like you would see such talent in like very high classical music industry. Yeah. Like, and because, you know, his, his family is entirely like all composers and musicians. And so he, he was he grew up in that environment too, but, uh, um, it just, his music is something like, I I don't know what to, how to describe this, but, um, his, his music speaks to me quite a bit. And, uh, it doesn't sound like a typical video game music that we know. And it's just like beautifully written. And he just knows what his, what he wants to do in his music exactly and he knows how to express it Mm. and so yeah like i was just it was it was just grateful that that i got to work with him and produce something that you know that great that uh, see that's that's another one of those stories that like it just it speaks volumes about the type of music that you do um in gaming because it to me it sounds like um you 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 take everything personally to make sure the music that you're putting out there is expressed in a way that you want it to be expressed but also in the way that you know your client wants wants to hear it um and taking pride in your work and being um you know soulful about about something especially music because because mm-hmm. music touches people so differently than almost anything else out there so yeah. um to, to you know to hear how you de- you're describing all of this is just just awesome it's just amazing like you know for me i i love music on different levels mm-hmm. um and in the in for me in the video game realm um uh, there are certain games where you 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 say to yourself when you're playing it okay that music right there is fitting. That's the mm-hmm. perfect sound for what's going on in this. And you have to that you have to be able to make that stuff not only um you know come out of your own soul for your own passion of making that project, but it also has to hit your client and the people playing the game. So that's that's like that's a total different level that you know that you know listening to you describe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> he's an interesting person. Like he's just a he's such an artistic person, and like you um, you think of like old school composers who are very like weird, 
when you talk to them like you were like what is this person thinking you can't you can't really guess you don't know yeah and he's kind of like that yeah very mysterious yeah. <laughs> but you know you you know that inside of his his uh, mindset there's a burning flame in passion for music yeah you can just so tell yeah and like i said like especially for for certain types of game where where you know the soundtrack also like makes the game you know what i mean mm-hmm. well obviously you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah you clearly know what i mean <laughs> um shy you have you have something else on um final fantasy yeah the no not on final fantasy actually okay. um but I did want to know uh, the, the the term rockstra now. It's it's or rockestra, excuse me. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's been a a term coined since I believe the seventies. I think Paul McCartney. The last I read, like several years ago, Paul McCartney uh, and his group Wings mm-hmm. sort of uh, originated it, and of course through evolution, um, it's taken on something totally different, which is uh, uh-huh. fantastic. And um, that's something that you've delved in with the video game orchestra. Um, what was your inspiration to actually take what you deemed your form of musicianship and uh, with the phrase rockstra and just incorporate video games into your vision? Yeah, so I grew up listening to, well, um, when I was in the elementary school, middle school, I I didn't listen to really pop music and mainstream music. Right. I was taking piano lessons, so I basically just listened to classical music and whatever I hear from TVs and stuff. So technically, I guess like I listened to mainstream stuff. But I wasn't very conscious about music, and I didn't have a mindset of, I'm going to make it to music. And mm-hmm. But uh, when I was... Uh, 15, 14, 15, uh, I discovered the music of Deep Purple. Okay. And I was like, this is it. And, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that was really it. Uh, so, like, next day, I was begging my mother to uh, get me a guitar. And thankfully, my uncle, uh, who's my mother's younger brother, used to play in a band. So he sent me a guitar right away. He's like, here you go. Like, he, I have a bunch, so you keep, you get to keep one. Right. So um, yeah, I I started playing and I started discovering a lot of um, great music from the seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still a big fan of seventies and eighties music, and I was just listening to like Motley Crue today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, like I I love hair metal and I love uh, British heavy metal and I love European metal stuff. So I got into sort of like I, I started from the British seventies rock, and then I kind of like started listening to the American metal, um, late seventy like Van Halen and stuff, late seventies to the eighties, and then I m- my musical ideas traveled to Europe, and I started listening to European metal bands like Halloween, Gamma Ray, uh, Rhapsody, and those bands, and those are like all symphonic metal bands. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I I just love the sound, and it just it's 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 a sound I prefer. Um, yeah. I love it, and it it's like it's like only one package: the epicness of the orchestra, and also that raw, energetic rock band, like all in one, and that's great. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, like when I uh, when I came to the U.S. to study music and. And I did like all this stuff and went to Berkeley College of Music. And this was last semester in Berkeley. I I just had this spark of idea of um, making an ensemble that plays music from video games. And I just like, it was just a random idea. It didn't really have any, I didn't, I didn't have any like, man, I'm going to build a business. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I didn't think that way. And right. it was really just like, hey, maybe we should just do that. It's It sounds fun. It, it You know, it's going to be fun. So next day I talked to my friends and they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, just get me sheet music and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. everybody was like so skeptical, right? Because at the time, 
Decent Worlds, Video Games Live, and those guys existed, but like nobody else really did. Yeah. And so, um, and especially since like I was trying to go with the uh, the band and orchestra stuff, people were like, "Okay, what this? What what is this guy talking about?" But I, I know I know people had some doubts, but I just went forward and uh, we did a little concert and it was great. So we said, let's do another one. And three months after, we did another one. And three months after, we did another. And then just from there on, like, we just walked up the stairs. And uh, so, yeah, like, that, to answer your question, um, the symphonic metal stuff, symphonic rock stuff, that's that's always been my favorite kind of music. Mm. And, you know, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is a great example, I think, in the U.S. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I, I love their sound. I love how they how they portray themselves on the stage. And uh, I love their producer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, kind of, I'm, I just, like, think of them as, like, my role model in, in the field and try to kind of, like, learn from their shows as much as I could. And I went, yeah, I went to like seven, eight shows of theirs. Very nice. Nice. Um, so how, how did you approach, um, starting, uh, the VGO? Like how did that, I mean, That's not that. That couldn't have been something that was easy, like you said. You know, approaching, you know, your yeah. friends, like, "Hey, I want to, I want to do this." You guys, you guys with it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was very interesting in the beginning because uh, I'm like, if I decide, I just go and just see what happens. I'm, I'm that kind of person. But uh, I, I quickly found out that most people are not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, so people would literally say like, "Oh, that's that's stupid," and they would just literally say that to my face. And especially when I try to go to like go to get big fruit players at conservatories, because hmm. like we need good violin players and cello players and stuff. And yeah. they were like, "Oh, what what's that?" And I'm like, "Okay, well you see you you'll see." And, yeah. But what's interesting was that uh, after several concerts, like we were like starting to get like thousand people at each show and we're getting featured at the PAX East and yeah. like a bunch of conventions. And those people just started coming to me and they're like, Hey, can we audition for the group? And cause it looks really fun. And like, I told you, man, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, you just have to prove yourself. Right. And yeah. th- 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 it's not their fault that like they were, they were doubting me. It's, it's not their fault at all. Cause like, if you were given something you don't, you have no idea about, then of course you just don't know. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. But when they see it, they believe it. Yeah. So, um, it was really a step-by-step process and, uh, um, a lot of uh, learning experience, if I say it in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, drama happens here and there. Yeah, and, yeah. And people claim some some people just you know didn't like the way I did things, so they left and uh, they yeah. But it happens, you know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Like if you found a company, for example, shit happens all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you don't find a company, like it shit happens all the time anyway. Oh yeah, right. just like, yeah. It's constantly oh, yeah. rolling downhill. <laughs> yeah, it it goes up and down all the time, and but I was okay with it. I just kept going, and people wanted our uh, shows, and so I said, I'll I'll keep going as long as people want it. And you you do run into some of those people nowadays, and you know they're looking at you like, hey, uh. So uh, you still got some space? <laughs> can I <laughs> can I roll with you guys, or are they just looking at you like, oh, damn it, this guy was right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I used to get some um, not hate messages, but like uh, some, you know, some people say like, "Oh man, I wish I was in the group," but I'm like, okay, but there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can't just yeah. make a slot for you now. Yeah, but I'm pretty fair, and uh, I I consider I, I think people grow, people grow always. Like there's yeah. 
there's no way that people just, you know, like I would be, I'd be the same person as I am in next five years. There's no way I will certainly grow or degrade maybe, but I, I, I hope I grow. And yeah. uh, so I like giving chances. And if they contact me, I'm, I will say like, sure, why not? Like, let's just try to come up with some things to work on together. Yeah, and yeah. just send me your current demo and, you know, let's just see what we can do. And I, I'm I'm happy to do that. And whatever happened in the past is like it's in the past. And yeah, we, we all we all look forward and we all look forward and just move on. So, yeah, if I cross the path with uh, with somebody from the past, then great. Um it's um it's an it's just a good reason to reunite and just forget about stuff in the past and just kind of like be friends again. Yeah. Now I know as a uh, global community, ethnic groups have customs that are more or less conservative or traditionalist, and mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Asian cultures traditionally and sometimes yep. stereotypically mm-hmm. there's a high standard when it comes to you know philosophy and education mm-hmm. and the seven arts and things of that nature, but. Now you mentioned that your mom and your uncle they they embrace your your passion for musicianship at a young age, uh, e- even though you were young and you know she's like well I guess I like it they probably had more of a feel for it than you did at the time and then you just grew as you got better at uh, at playing and things of that nature. But uh, how did they accept your uh, passion for musicianship with this video game thing? Because I know growing up, being young is something that a lot of parents are like, ah, you know, you can never make money doing mm. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, did um, they accept <laughs> that well, part of the musician? <laughs> like, yeah, we, we embraced this and we were hoping you're going to do this, but this. Yeah. No, like, like I understand. Your video um, games rot your brain. Right. You know? <laughs> Well, so first of all, like I, I completely agree with your uh, statement about the stereotypes, because um, right. stereotypes do exist for a reason. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't take an offense to that kind of comments, like because like what people say about Asians is generally true. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so true, and so I don't get, I don't go like you know you're racist. I'm not. Right, I'm, right. Gonna be, I, I'm like that's so true. I can't say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, there are exceptions, but like most of the time, it's so true. But uh, um, my mother, in particular, I don't think she was supportive about what I was doing, really. And uh, rather, she was desperate. I think because okay. <laughs> um, because I'm like a middle school dropout. Um, okay. I didn't go to high school. And I get the GED, but okay. my dad is like a very accomplished doctor. Oh, he owns yeah. his own clinic and he's like a wow. licensed pharmacist and also doctor. He has right. two licenses, right. which is very rare. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's like super known in my in my town and he's very, very accomplished. And so having such a successful dad and and, you know, me dropping up from everything and just kind of like you know yeah let's rock and roll and it's right. like that way, you know and so that's like that's like me trying to do everything against the uh, asian culture right, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah so but yeah um i i think at the time i really i i didn't go to school and so i, I think my mother was just happy that i found something that i was passionate about mm-hmm. and so she was like should I have to give him the guitar <laughs> or, <Right>. or <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that worked out well. Right. And, yeah, um, um, I, I, yeah, I did tell her that like, I, I'm going to pursue a career in music and I'm just going to go to America. And yeah. I, I told her and she, yeah, there were, there was, oh, it was a big drama, <laughs> big, yeah, big, big drama. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, but my dad was quite supportive, actually. Okay. So, well, except um, with one condition. He said, as long as you're going to invest in studying, mm. if you go to college in the U.S. or college, any, college anywhere, like if you go to actual school, 
and invest in education, then I will pay for your education and I will just let you do it. Excellent. Yeah, and, but nice. like you know, he he had money to pay. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> right. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's how I came, and uh, we had a just a huge fight and stuff. But you know, I guess they they invested in a good good stock market. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. So, but like you know, now. Until pretty recently, until let's say like 10 years ago, uh, my dad was very, like he was just so uncertain. My my parents were both so uncertain where I was going uh, because I'm just so like, I'm like a free spirit kind of person. I just yeah. Yeah. do whatever I want to do. But um, things changed very drastically when I started showing up on media. Okay. Mm. Like when I'm on newspaper, like local newspaper in Okinawa or like in Japan, and people are, um, um, like they were just you know talking about me, and I'm featured on the TV and stuff, and then, then things change. They were like, "Oh, so you actually do shit?" <laughs> 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 like, damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that um? Another thing that, um, you know, kind of is a big thing over there. Like if you, you know, your face is in the, in the news and, you know, cause I, you know, like over here, it, that type of media stuff is always a big thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily anywhere. know how it is over there. Is it, does that the same thing? Like, is everybody like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like. I think being on a TV or like newspapers, uh, that's just a big step because yeah. most people cannot get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the living in the music industry is just so difficult. It's it's very 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 difficult thing to do, and um, like for for you to even get hundred people to come over to your concert, that's not easy. That's yeah. really difficult, and the fact that I'm I'm just I got lucky and I had tremendous help from everybody, like all the musicians and also the staff and all the friends. Um, then I I got this far, but that's just not that that doesn't happen very easily. And it, especially Okinawa, it's a small town, small. Yeah, it's a small yeah. island, and yes, like we have like one million people in the population, but. My dad's from a very even small island where only fifty thousand people live in. Oh, wow. And yeah, I spent a lot of time when I was growing up there. And um, so coming from that mindset, it's like you on you on a TV, <laughs> you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just another proof of you doing something rather than you talking about it. Like yeah, rather than you saying like, oh, I did this, I did that. But when you don't see any like visual proof, it's hard for anybody to believe, especially since I'm here and they're in Japan. You know, all my you know friends back then, they're all in Japan. They don't, they never get the news from the U.S. except on the internet, um, if they can read English. Yeah. And yeah, so the information is pretty limited there. But so if I get featured on local media or or national TV or something in Japan, then it's just a big, you know, it's a big thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I didn't want to sound too ignorant about it, but, you know, just the way Americans treat media, mm-hmm. um, especially in the in the past decade alone, the way mm-hmm. they treat media um it's it, it it's just crazy to you know to think about how famous somebody gets off of you know tweeting or instagram or you know like you said like back then it's it's the newspaper you know um so when you when you get to that point it's it's like oh my god i was featured in something you know you know your friends look at it like oh crap i grew up with this guy you know <laughs> stuff like that it just you know sometimes it makes you feel good sometimes you kind of cringe <laughs> depends yeah. on depends on what it is um so totally. so we're 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 getting to um i guess the later portions of the interview so we mm-hmm. wanted to just you know 
try and get a couple of more questions out before we let you go. Um, we know you're a very, very busy person. Um, so, uh, Shaiwan, do you, do you have anything, um, do you wanted to, to ask him before we let him go? I, I got a couple small ones. Um, well, if I'm not sure if you had any, uh, cause I know there's a lot of budding, uh, creators out there that listen to us and just in general um mm-hmm. is there any advice that you can give to uh any uh musicians who would actually uh like to fall in line in a in the entertainment mm-hmm. field um particularly uh if they're a musician and and they're really trying to find their footing into what they uh you know what aspect of of uh of entertainment they want to delve into mm-hmm. um, yeah um yeah, I I can I can say a lot about that. So nowadays it's a lot easier than say like even ten years ago to uh, get your music out because all the tools are available for you. Yes. Um, it's just the matter of whether you use it or not, mm-hmm. or you if you know how to use it well or not. And um, so I would I would study at least you know like get good at social media, um, how to upload your music, uh, how to monetize your music, and it's just like. Cr- develop this uh producer mindset who is producing yourself as an artist and uh that's that's the number one thing you need to do and also get a good camera um get a good um microphone invest in like headphones like just a minimal gear so that you can do uh streaming shows um good youtube videos and stuff and you don't have to pay like thousands of dollars for that like you can you can do it um, if you have if you spend like 300 bucks or something you can just build a good setup decent setup and even even with your phone you can do it if you have an external microphone so mm-hmm. and, and actually because of that like the the world is flooded with talents right we just yeah. discovered that like people are just so t- too talented <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. just outshine you all the time <laughs> and so um, you have to but but you don't know you have a talent or not and you just have to constantly push your stuff out and uh, just let people hear you. Hmm. Or the time of um, sending demo tapes to producers and hoping that they will discover you someday is kind of over. Yeah, um, yes. yeah so you have to be very proactive about yeah. your uh, promotion, uh, your marketing, and... Uh, yeah, and also you, you got to play well, of course. You have to be professional. You have to be um, prepared mm-hmm. when when gigs happen. Because right. occasionally, like, when when you get a random gig and then you're, like, just not prepared and you lose the gig, that's why you practice every day, right? So, yeah. like, when something happens, something comes in randomly and you're just ready to showcase your talent. So, practicing, studying, obviously mandatory. And, uh, but yeah, technology, be good at technology and just have like just a good setup at home so you can do, um, um, remote recording as well. That's a big thing now. Um, we do it a lot. We hire a lot of people to do remote recording and we are recording constantly like this month, next month, we're doing a lot of recording sessions. So yeah, it's, um, there, there's a lot you can do to prepare yourself for for the industry, and just be smart and be and learn from uh, others, and just kind of like, you know, uh, learn to promote yourself well, and mm. that's the advice I can give. Very good, very I mean, valuable advice. <laughs> exactly, um, you know, coming from someone who's gone through it and, and done it himself. Um, that's definitely very valuable advice. And, um, I, I hope somebody who's listening to this, uh, says, Hey man, I heard you on the podcast and I picked up some of your tips and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's something like that happens. You can, you can say, Hey Marlon, I met this guy to listen to the podcast and, uh, he's going to work with us. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be awesome yeah, to hear. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would love that. Uh, I, I would love for somebody to just contact me and say like, Hey, um, please listen to my demo and see, tell me right. what, what you awesome. think. And, uh, of course I'll reply and, uh, give a good feedback. 
and give good advice, but uh, you gotta be uh, kind of, I, I wouldn't say professional because like people have to learn how to do that, mm. but um, just be nice in the email. Like you can't go like, like say like if I'm contacting somebody who's who's a great composer, a great guitar player, mm-hmm. somebody, and I I'm not gonna go like, what's up, bro? Check out my music. <laughs> uh, I I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. Then your your music is less likely to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So you gotta be respectful for their time. Uh, the composers are super busy. Um, yeah. All the musicians are very busy all the time. So. I, I would try to keep the message as concise as possible, but, mm-hmm. but in a professional manner. So, so yeah, like that's something you need to like really, really do. So, so my email was all right. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, like I'm specifically talking about the musicians. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Just, but, I was gonna uh, check. No, yeah, no, that's no, yeah, stuff was great. So, yeah. um, I have uh, I have just a couple more questions. I'll um. I'll give them both to you at the same time, okay? Uh-huh. So, you know, looking at this long list of, of games that you've worked on and, and things that you've accomplished and everything, uh, I mean, because the, the lists are just, it, it it's just long, you know, and I, I just, I see stuff and I'm like, damn, what does this guy have, what hasn't this guy done, right? So, my question is, if there was one company you could work with, on a particular game, whether it's out already or uh, or whether you think it needs to be a sequel, and you know, and you could you wanted to do music on it, what company and game would that be? And then you know, after that, if you could make music for only true gamers, what would that be? <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, you know, Dragon Quest, because uh, nice. when I grew when I grew up in Japan. Japan was basically like divided into two and you, you whether you're it's like um if you're a final fantasy person mm-hmm. you don't play dragon quest but if you're a dragon right. quest person you don't play the other one yeah. and i played both <laughs> but <laughs> but i was i was always like a dragon oh, quest oh you were kind of different person. <laughs> yeah you, you know you got you got to absorb goodness <laughs> from the yeah <laughs> yeah but I, yeah, I played both, but I always preferred Dragon Quest because, like, it was a time when uh, Final Fantasy was trying to go to this, like, um, hyper-realistic direction and mm. it, people got taller <laughs> and it just, it kind of went out of the uh, the video game realm, I thought, and mm. their game is still great. It's great. Final Fantasy is still great. But um, Dragon Quest kind of remained as a pure, traditional, old-school Japanese game, RPG mm. game. And I, I respected it, and I, I loved it. And, I mean, I no longer play because, well, I actually I played the latest one, but that, that was it. And if the new one comes out, I'd probably play. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, now I'm just a little busy, so it's hard for me to find time to play. But uh, yeah, if I can score for Dragon Quest, that would be my my dream. And I, I'm I'm good in that style of music, mm-hmm. so yeah. I can I can do okay. it. Yeah, but yeah, that you guys heard it here first. That's right. Yeah, if, yeah if, and, uh, if he I, happens to get on that one, you heard it here first, exclusive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and also I've never worked with the, the Enix guys. And I I've worked with Square Enix, but like Square and Square and Enix, they're kind of like a little different. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I worked with the Square guys, but not Enix guys. So I love to work with Enix guys. All right. And so, uh, if if you could make some music for Only True Gamers for the podcast, what would that be like? Where would you start? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to come back to the show like yeah. a bunch of times just to kind of like get the feel, but um, I don't know. I would sort of like write maybe a, a vocal song, like opening theme song, uh, kind of like the AVGN Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay, yeah, okay, sure. yeah, kind of like that, but less angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, you take the angry out. Right, exactly. Like no anger and just <laughs> like make it like nice and fun and chill. Stuff. 
Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, you're always welcome on the podcast. Anytime you want to. Even if you wake up at two in the morning and decide you want to be on the podcast. We would love to have you back. Um, just, again, like I said, this, this whole list of stuff that you've accomplished um, is absolutely amazing. Um, we're very fortunate. We're grateful. We appreciate you, um, again, like I said, with the technical difficulties and things of that nature. Um, before we get into our little closing portion of this, I do mm -hmm. have to give a shout out to um, my buddy Gorka, um, who helped set this up. Um, yes. very, very good friend of mine. Um, you know, I've known him for a very long time. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to want to say I, I really appreciate him um, for, for helping put put this together um this is a very important interview for us um it's a very special interview for us and um gorka is definitely a part of that so thank you gorka i really appreciate you um so usually before we close out what we like to do is mm -hmm. give everybody a chance to tell people where to contact them or where to um you know in your case listen to some of your music or um or to contact you on social media and stuff like that so where can everybody contact you or see your stuff if necessary um yeah if you search video game orchestra on youtube mm -hmm. uh, our stuff should show up on top um we get a whole bunch of videos and we're we've been uploading quite a bit and uh, one of our goals this year is to um kind of mix everything from the past because like we just record every show and yeah. we have so much stuff to um show to everybody and so uh that's our goal and everything will be definitely out on youtube and uh, we are going to definitely make an album for it and we we signed with a material collective it's uh it's one of the video game music uh label okay yeah, uh, so you can find our stuff there, and on Spotify, iTunes, and like everywhere, pretty much you can find our stuff. And me per personally, like if you go to, if you just type my name on Twitter or something, then I, mm. I should show up. Yes. Yep. Okay, and uh, Shaiwan, since we're getting out of here, where can everybody find you at? Oh, I'm on Facebook, Only True Gamers Facebook group. Um, I'm on Twitter. And uh, BKNY Forever. Hmm. I'm also on Instagram as Swaggington Levy. That's one of my favorite names as well. <laughs> <laughs> and as everybody knows, uh, it's your boy Marlon, a.k.a. Hades. Um, you can find me um, deleting people's stuff on uh, in the <laughs> Facebook group as usual. <laughs> I had to delete a couple more today. Um, yeah. You know, I just got to remind people in the group... Um, we do. We don't mind you posting other people's links and stuff like that occasionally, um, but if you are looking to um, self-promote, uh, you need to ask permission from the moderators if you are allowed to put that content up. Um, we do leave it open, but we, you know, we we don't want to have to take people's stuff down. So just be just be mindful of that, and please, 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 just send one of the moderators a message, uh, myself or Shaiwan um, or Christian. And uh, yeah. ask us if it's okay if you can put up said content. Um, also, don't forget to check out our OTG Super Stream team. Um, D Rod is live right now, but obviously you won't know that by the time this podcast airs. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we have our boy D Rod. We do have Terrorizing Gaming out of Ireland. Um, we do have Kevin the Bold, who hasn't been around as much lately work is kind of crazy for him we also have uh your average everyday gamer who is trying to get back in, into the swing of things um we have uh boba world out of cali who's doing his thing he has a schedule up i think he streams three days a week as of right now um and we have console kev um, so make sure you check all those people out, including myself, Only True Gamers. I stream every now and again. I should be doing some Ghosts of Tsushima stuff um, this coming week after I hit up the doctor's office because, um, you know, got to keep myself maintained. And then um, also don't forget to check out or share and review and like and subscribe and all that other stuff to the podcast. We're, we're all over the place, Spotify, 
uh, tune in Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, who is our host. Um, also, don't forget to to check out our sponsors. We have our big boy trivia sponsor. That's my boy, Craig. We do have Kiyo Clothing, Jason Emery. Um, we have Expert Tech Network Solutions, my boy, Jack. Jack is in the group all the time. Um, and then we have my, my buddy, Troy, um, with the Mobile Irish Pub, which is one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can you can check all of that stuff out. Um, I don't have the actual uh, sites up right now, but you can check you can you can type that in. Big Boy Trivia is up all the time. And so is Kiyo Clothing, Expert Tech. Um, you probably have to send a personal message. Um, but other than that, that's going to be about it for us. We, again, want to thank Shota Nakama, legendary music composer and arranger. Um, I want to thank Shaiwan for being here as well. We want to thank all of the, uh, the listeners as well. And we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. So for only true gamers, Shota Nakama, Shaiwan, a.k.a. BKNY forever and up in this bitch. We're going to say good night. Later, peeps. Later, peeps.